The unofficial end to summer is here. School has started for most, football season is upon us, and soon the leaves will be changing color. At the DSR Network, we remain as busy as ever with a full slate of podcasts scheduled for the fall. In the coming weeks, we'll be launching two new shows with new hosts, creating even more content for our members. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, an evening newsletter, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, bonus content, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of September, you'll receive 20% off the normal membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code SCHOOL at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code SCHOOL. Thank you for your support. It's September 29th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Cottonwar. And I'm Riley Fessler. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. A devastating explosion in Pakistan's Balakistan province near a mosque celebrating the birth of the Prophet Muhammad has resulted in over 50 deaths and 50 injuries, prompting a state of emergency in the region. Another blast occurred near the Peshawar city in Khyber Pakhtukhwa province, with the extent of casualties unknown due to a roof collapse. No group has claimed responsibility for the attacks, and while the Balakistan often faces threats from various armed groups like the TTP and the Islamic State, the TTP denied involvement in this incident. This tragedy follows previous violent incidents in the area, including an explosion earlier in the month and a suicide bombing in July that claimed more than 40 lives. Russian President Vladimir Putin met with Andrei Troshev, a former senior commander of the Wagner Mercenary Group, to discuss the use of volunteer units in the Ukraine war, highlighting the Kremlin's attempt to assert control over the group following a failed mutiny by its leader Yevgeny Prigozhin and his subsequent death. During the meeting, Putin and Troshev discussed the deployment of these volunteer units in the conflict zone, emphasizing Troshev's experience in such units. Putin also mentioned the need for social support for those involved in the fighting. Troshev, who now works at the defense ministry, appears to be taking a leading role in overseeing what remains of Wagner, which had gained notoriety for capturing the Ukrainian city of Bakhmut. Some former Wagner fighters have joined the official Russian army, while others have joined different private military companies. British military intelligence suggests that former Wagner fighters may be redeploying to Ukraine in various units, including official Russian forces and other PMCs. Troshev is a decorated veteran known for his service in Russia's wars in Afghanistan and Chechnya, and he has been awarded the Hero of Russia medal for his actions in Syria. With the government shutdown looming and deep divisions among House Republicans, Speaker Kevin McCarthy finds himself in a precarious position. McCarthy has advocated for a short-term funding plan that includes a comprehensive Republican proposal for the southern border, but a faction of hardline conservatives is determined to eliminate stopgap funding plans, even if it means triggering a shutdown. McCarthy's dilemma is that he may face political fallout from a shutdown unless he seeks bipartisan cooperation with Democrats, a move that could jeopardize his position as Speaker. 
The conflict within the Republican Party revolves around the extent to which they should push legislation to the right and the level of compromise acceptable in a divided Congress. Representative Matt Gates has emerged as a prominent opponent of McCarthy, openly threatening to remove him from office, while former President Donald Trump is encouraging hardline conservatives to stand firm. A government shutdown appears likely, with the duration and future of McCarthy's speakership remaining uncertain as Senate works on a temporary bipartisan funding plan, adding pressure on McCarthy to cooperate with Democrats or face potential challenges to his leadership. Some House Democrats are open to supporting McCarthy if conservatives try to oust him, potentially leading to a tumultuous situation in Congress. In other news, Ukraine is firmly asserting its ambition to attain full European Union membership within the next two years, as Prime Minister Denis Shamal emphasized its unique case for integration. While France and Germany are considering a multi-speed EU with various levels of membership, Ukraine is determined not to settle for a second-tier status. Shamal stated that Ukraine had met the European Commission's criteria for the accession process, including addressing the rights of national minorities. He expects a positive assessment by the European Commission in October, paving the way for negotiations to commence. Ukraine aims to contribute positively to the EU, particularly in areas like energy independence, security, defense, and the economy, and Shamal also acknowledged the support of Polish nationals for Ukrainian refugees. Ukraine is actively lobbying for its membership, highlighting its commitment and potential contributions to the EU. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is meeting with the Indian Foreign Minister in Washington, D.C., where they discuss bilateral relations and cooperation at the recent G20 summit. However, the visit is overshadowed by allegations of India's involvement in the killing of Sikh Canadian leader Hardeep Singh Najjar, which Canada is investigating. The U.S. has urged India to cooperate with the Canadian investigation, causing discomfort in the U.S.-India relationship as the U.S. seeks to strengthen ties with India to counter China's influence in the Asia-Pacific region. This situation has also raised concerns about India's treatment of Sikh activists abroad and its impact on U.S.-Sikh relations. President Biden delivered a stern rebuke to former President Donald Trump and his supporters, explicitly warning of the threat Trump poses to democratic principles and institutions. In a marked shift, Biden directly named Trump, citing his anti-democratic actions such as attacking the press, praising the January 6th Capitol attackers, seeking to consolidate executive power, and desiring to fire disloyal civil servants. Biden emphasized the danger of an extremist movement in the country that undermines democracy and highlighted the importance of speaking out against such threats. He also announced plans to fund the McCain Library as a symbol of unity across party lines. Biden's speech aimed to contrast with recent Republican events and underscored his commitment to defending democracy, a central theme of his presidency and re-election campaign. In lighter news, Australian bodybuilder Jordan Biggie Steffens achieved a remarkable feat by breaking the Guinness World Record for pulling the heaviest vehicle with only his upper body strength. Using a 44,753-pound hydraulic crane, he managed to cover a distance of 16.4 feet while adhering to GWR's seated position requirement 
to ensure it was solely his upper body power at work. This accomplishment superseded the previous record held by Canadian Kevin Fast, who pulled a 28,850-pound bus under similar conditions in New York in 2021. Steffens, who trained intensively for approximately six months with a focus on his back and arm muscles, duplicated this feat in the 2023 Royal Adelaide Show, raising over $25,000 for Starlight Children's Foundation in the process. That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, along with our sources for today's episode, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.